0: On Saturday, it's really not actually that beautiful. It's actually kind of pitiful out right now in the Black Hills. It's, uh, it's I believe, it's snowing right uh, right here in, uh, in Rapid City right now, so it is a little, a uh, little testy. So, but uh, that's just how it goes. Uh, it is South Dakota, but we just got to deal with it. Um, Tristan couldn't join us today, so we're just going to do this uh, episode solo. Uh, we're going to get this episode done. Have a lot of fun with it. Once again, thanks all of you for coming along. For episode sixty-four, really excited to get this thing moving today. I'm um, just gonna ask you guys for a little bit of patience as well as we uh, as we get moving here. Uh, I'm actually gonna go ahead and uh, copy and pa- copy and paste, as my good friend Joe Price would say, our topics in for the day. Uh, just kind of let you know what we're gonna be uh, discussing and we're going through. So um, I'm gonna put those in there right now. Uh, and I'm actually gonna go through them right now, so that obviously that I, I feel like. The Buffalo Bills are a team that people are not are either sleeping on or they just don't realize how good they actually are. But I believe they can take down the Kansas City Chiefs. We're going to get into that. We're also going to get into uh, Quinnen Williams. I realized I spelled his name wrong here. It's Quinnen, not Quanin. Whatever, whatever it was. Um, it was Quinnen Williams uh, is going is a problem in the NFL alre- already. Excuse me. Um, I'm actually just changing that real quick. Q-U-I-N-N-M-W-W-Q-N q-u-i-n-n-e-n sorry quinn and i apologize in advance and then yeah quinn williams is a problem in the nfl right now cd lamb is already better than michael gallup said it uh also a bullet take that i have i believe chase young is going to be the defensive player of the year for 2021 already doing a lot of great things for that washington football team defense and then finally we're going to talk a little bit about vikings content uh anthony barr versus eric wilson so Let's jump right on in. Uh, Actually, uh, I actually want to tell you, those of you that actually watch us on YouTube, uh, please make sure to uh, go ahead and uh, subscribe as well as leave a like and a comment. It helps people find the show. Uh, And uh, I really appreciate those of you that choose to do that. Again, it does help us out uh, a great big deal. So um, I really do appreciate it. So um, as we get moving here, uh, we have got a plethora of things to talk about, probably none more important than the fact that the Buffalo Bills can take down the Kansas City Chiefs there yeah, there I said it now I, I realize that the Kansas City Chiefs probably have either close to or or they do have the best uh, football team right now in the entire NFL then I wouldn't that's that's I'm not disagreeing here necessarily I do ever have to say that especially with the addition of Stefan Diggs, the Buffalo Bills are looking nasty Josh Allen is playing like a, an MVP candidate the running game isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be it's actually kind of promising and their defense, even though it had a little bit of a rough start, the Buffalo Bills defense is starting to get its stuff together. Actually, this is what uh, what sports... Uh Let's see here what SportsNot.com had to say about him. Buffalo's defense is starting to look a lot better as of late, entering Week 14. This unit is averaging more than two takeaways in each of their last four games after forcing two takeaways against San Francisco. Over that same stretch, the Bills have averaged 3.7 sacks, almost four sacks per game. Uh, It still isn't the elite defense we expected before the uh, NFL season started, but its big play ability can be dangerous in the playoffs. Because of that... And because of how much better the, in my opinion, that the Buffalo Bills defense is rather than the Chiefs, I believe the Buffalo Bills could take down the Kansas City Chiefs. Now I obviously that the Chiefs can get got. Everybody knows the NFL can happen. Anything can happen any day. But do not sleep on the Buffalo Bills. They are up. Uh, uh, of not only an up and coming team, they are contenders. That's right, they are contenders. They're a tough team. Um, Josh Allen is is playing out of his out of his shell, and it's it's great to see because you want to talk about untapped potential. He was probably one of the uh, one of the guys I had biggest one of the biggest question marks coming into before they got Stephon Diggs. I know he was going to be a big uh, big get, but um, he's absolutely balled out this year, uh, completing almost seventy si- percent of his passes, has twenty six touchdown passes to get, to go against only eight interceptions. Uh, and to top it all off, the man also has six rushing touchdowns. Uh, I and mean, I mean this. I mean, uh, 34 total touchdowns this year. Just He, he is te- absolutely bringing it for the Buffalo Bills in every way that they need Devin Singletary is actually leading the, the team in rushing with 544 yards. Only has one touchdown, but it doesn't matter. This team is legitimate. Stefan Diggs leads the team with 90 catches for 1,037 yards and four touchdowns. Here's the thing about Stefan Diggs, though. He has never, other than 2018... He, he had nine touchdowns a year. He has never really been a huge touchdown scorer. I mean, he's going to stretch the field. He's going to make some people miss. He's going to run some great routes, catch a lot of passes, and get over 1,000 yards, which he's done over the last three seasons, by the way. But he's not going to score a ton of touchdowns. I don't believe he's a consistent 10-touchdown-a-year guy. And that's okay. They don't necessarily need him to be because the Buffalo Bills have a plethora of talent. I mean, if you think about Cole Beasley, um, I mean, I know we talked about uh, Terry McLaren being one of the most uh, overrate, or underrated excuse me, wide receivers in the entire NFL. Cole Beasley could definitely be in that conversation. He has 66 catches for nearly 800 yards, four touchdowns this year. Um, And there's a lot to be excited about if you're a Bills fan in terms of your receiving core. John Brown uh, getting things done out here, 29 catches for 386 yards and two touchdowns. But Gabriel Davis, what he's providing for this team right now, uh, obviously a vertical deep threat, 25 catches for 422 yards and five touchdowns. This team is dangerous. Do not sleep on them, especially uh, as they get ready for the playoffs. Sportsnot.com said, uh, said it best. This defense is coming back, especially it's going to start getting the football back for its offense. Uh, it, it has been getting the ball, the ball back for its offense, and it's going to be. I think it's going to get back to being elite very soon, um, and I, I don't think it's that far off right now. Um, I think, honestly, uh this whole year threw everything off when you think about covid and i i make this they, a lot of people say it's an excuse but it's an accurate one i mean covid definitely brought a lot of um a lot of monkey wrenches into things especially no no otas no training camp no or excuse me no uh no mini camp uh, no preseason but they had training camp but the point is this is a uh this is a team that you can't sleep on this defense is respectable the quarterback is playing like an mvp uh, at an mvp level their receiving core is playing out of its mind right now and they've got a running game That's a lot of that's a lot of recipe right there. And I believe I know it's Patrick Mahomes. You never fully count Patrick Mahomes out. By the way, they have a tough game coming up this week against the Dolphins. But I'm telling you, this team, the Buffalo Bills, can take down the Kansas City Chiefs. Watch out. Um, And then also we have another segment here that we actually just are incorporating. I feel like. Uh, especially throughout the younger NFL, or excuse me, throughout the the uh, the, the NFL teams who aren't as good or at the bottom of their divisions, I feel like they need a little bit of hope. So I decided to bring in this segment where I'm going to uh, pick one player from each team. I, we're going to do it by division. This week we're doing the NFC East and the AFC East, so we're talking about the Jets and the, and the Cowboys here. And I wanted to pick one player from every team, from each team that I felt uh, you know makes headlines or really definitely uh, has a promising future. So I'm going to start here with the Jets. And I'm going to say. Quinnan Williams is a problem. He is a problem. Okay, let's go into look Quinn Williams here. He's in his second year out of the University of Alabama. He has he has so far uh, before I get into his stats. He's actually six foot three, over three hundred pounds. He's a man, only twenty three years old. Okay, he has six sacks this year. More than twice his total from last year. Now, I think last year he was kind of getting his feet wet, um, and this year he is finding himself. He is already a problem. 80.6 PFF grade. He has had three sacks in the last three games, with half a sack against the Chargers, Chargers excuse me, a sack and a half against the Dolphins, and a sack against the Raiders. He is probably, other than you know, uh, maybe other you know, a couple of other players, I, I say in my opinion, Quinnen Williams is... Without a doubt, the brightest spot on the Jets, and that's not necessarily a great thing to say right now. I mean, they've got some good players. I mean, you get, you want to talk about Denzel Mims and a lot of uh, a lot of offensive weapons they have. They actually they do have some weapons. Their offensive line is tough, though. Um, I will say that they they've got some work to do there. But Quinnen Williams is a problem. I fully expect this man to come out. Uh, I think I think he could be. Aaron Donald esque, I really do. I think it's only just a matter of time. He's trying. He's starting to find himself. The physical tools are there. Um, he's on a team that uh, you know obviously needs his talent. But this team is, uh, excuse me, Quinn Williams is uh, just a guy that you have to, as an offensive uh, minded coach, you or excuse me, uh, on offense, the opposing team they have to game plan for this guy. They legitimately have to put a different game plan together because if this man is in the lineup because of how of well he is coming along, especially in the NFL. Um, again. The, the quarterback situation for the Jets is kind of up in the air right now. They're probably going to get Trevor Lawrence uh, if Sam Darnold it probably doesn't stick around either. Neither does Joe Flacco. I don't know at this point. But Frank Gore, uh, the Aegis wonder, got to love Frank Gore, 142 carries, 523 yards and a touchdown. Um, but th- this team has a lot of other holes and again, they do have some good players I mean, Brashad Perryman, I've, I've loved him uh, even though he's had, he had kind of a rough start in the NFL but then he came on for the Buccaneers but he's uh, he's absolutely a, a guy to watch out for um, Denzel Mims, I felt like he was going to come out and absolutely just start destroying it in the NFL he's averaging 17 yards a catch but I'm going to say this one more time for the people all the way in the back I'm saying it again Quinn and Williams is a problem and I think he could be Again, that Aaron Donald type esque player. Now, does he have some things to work on? Yes, but it's the NFL. They all have things to work on, but he's a problem. Watch out what he's going to continue to do for this Jets football team, because I think if you get if you can get a starting a solid starting defensive line, and it's all going to start with Williams, I think this team can start to find its way and definitely be contenders in the future. C.D. Lamb is already better than Michael Gallup. Um, I, I I had this take uh, not too long ago, and I just kind of wanted to reiterate it uh, because. I felt like it was kind of important to reiterate. If you think about it, there was this year was probably uh, I would say the most talented wide receiving core ever to come out uh, or excuse me, the wide receiver group to come on this year's draft. I don't think it's in a debate. I mean you got you're talking about guys like Justin Jefferson, C. D. Lamb, Jerry Judy. I mean the list goes on. But I'm here to tell you right now. That it did not take very long for C. D. Lamb to become better than Michael Gallup. Now, again, Michael Gallup is in my in my mind more of a deep threat. Um, he's not as uh, is not as dangerous as I thought he once was. Um, and keep in mind, I don't think uh, people realize this, uh, but the the the, uh, <laughs> the Cowboys have had what one, two, three, four different starting quarterbacks this year. That's rough. I hope Dak uh, comes back uh, faster than ever. I've um, got l- nothing but love for the man, but uh, Michael Gallup. Is obviously clearly more of a deep threat, but C.D. Lamb's already got him. C.D. Lamb has almost 60 catches for nearly 700 yards and four touchdowns. Michael Gallup has 44 catches for 624 yards and two touchdowns. He has half the touchdowns, and I think that, uh, it, quite frankly, C.D. Lamb is the more talented player. You know, uh, I mean, Michael Gallup. Uh, I-, I felt like even last year when he had six touchdowns, I mean, he kind of had a little bit of a, a little bit of a, a rising type situation. CeeDee Lamb is already showing why they drafted him in the first. Round. He's already showing uh, that he's an imme- not only immensely more talented, but I think his even his uh, his floor is higher than Michael Gallup's ceiling. And again, now, this is no disrespect to Michael Gallup. He's a very good wide receiver, a very good deep threat. Um, but I just think from a, from a route running perspective, from a hands perspective, that catch he had against Jeff Gladney and the Vikings was, I I still can't quite believe it. But CeeDee Lamb is already better than Michael Gallup. And if the Cowboys can either get A, Dak back, or B, find a respectable quarterback, you're going to start to see this wide receiving core just blow up. Now, I think CeeDee Lamb is on his way for Amari Cooper right now, even though I, I still think Amari Cooper is the best wide receiver on the team, uh, which shows in his 76 catches, 891 yards, and four touchdowns. But CeeDee Lamb is coming. He is going to be a problem as well. Uh, and I, I think that he is definitely a bright spot. Both Quinton Williams and C.D. Lamb are bright spots for the Jets and the Cowboys, respectively. And it's a good idea to keep a mind on both. Or keep an eye on both, excuse me. Uh, bold tape. This is, okay, I, I I have to preface this by saying, I don't know if you guys, wa- I'm always on, like, Instagram, and I'm always, you know, watching, you know, what NFL coaches are saying about players and what players are saying about NFL coaches. I don't know if you guys saw it, but Mike Tomlin, uh, I believe he was mic'd up for when the Steelers played uh, the, the Washington football team. And he said to Chase Young, I don't ever want to lose enough games to get a guy like you because that basically means you're losing, what, 12, 12 to 15 games? I believe it was what the quote said. Um, and I mean, Chase Young, all he could do was laugh because Chase Young is that type of player. Just look at the man compared with everybody else. It's just, he's a cheat code. He is going to be a cheat code, especially for how well how well built he is, how well, uh, I mean, I, I think it was, what, his third or fourth game he was already getting triple teamed in the NFL. I'm telling you right now, Especially, And, again, this isn't just because of how well uh, Chase Young has been playing. I mean, if you want to just talk about a guy that's been balling out, I mean, uh, uh, obviously he's not, uh, uh, as a rookie, he's not leading the NFL in sacks. He's only got four, but he's got a 78.1 PFF grade. He's forced three fumbles, uh, has 23 total, uh, excuse me, I believe 24 total tackles. Um, he's missed a couple of games due to injury as well. But when he steps on the field, opposing offenses know that this kid, this he's a kid, all right? Keep that in mind. He's still very young. He is a problem. He is. I know I've been saying that and everybody, but he is going to elevate that he's already elevating that Washington football team defense. I mean, when you think about a guy like Montez Sweat, who would have picked six against the Cowboys, I mean, it is the Cowboys, but still, it's it's respectable. This team, this defense specifically, uh, and I mean, Alex Smith, is, his comeback has been amazing too, but this defense specifically has been balling out. I mean, and they've got they got players at every every part or every level of their defense that I think are making a huge difference. I mean, I just checked, I just touched on it. Chase Young already transforming that defense from a pressure type situation. Um, I also have to say a little bit, about Michael Thomas, or excuse me, Logan Thomas. I've predicted he would break out. Guess who has almost 50 catches and five touchdowns this year? Sorry, I had to say it before we got any more. Terry McLaren's gonna have a thousand yards too. I'm sorry, I know I get, I know I get uh, sidetracked uh, very easily. But I mean, they got guys like on every level of the defense here. I got to get back here. Like Ronald Darby's a respectable corner. Uh, Cole Holcomb is a, is a great linebacker. I think he's gonna develop into a very nice um, linebacker for the Washington Football Team. Um, even guys like Cameron Curl uh, and also, I mean. Chase Young, uh Montez Sweat. This defense, uh, I mean Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, is all. This defense is already showing people how dangerous they really are. Chase Young, four and a half sacks. Excuse me, not four. Um, Ryan Kerrigan, who's coming off the bench, by the way, the legend Ryan Kerrigan has five and a half sacks this year. This right now, I'm telling you, especially with the with how Montez Sweat is coming on right now. This team right now is going to be tough, especially with how well they're playing. Montez Sweat leads the team right now with six sacks. You put Montez Sweat with a guy like Ryan Kerrigan, with a guy like Chase Young, the corners are developing. Kendall Fuller has four picks, by the way. John Bostick's also a respectable linebacker. Chase Young, next year, when he's got an OTA under his belt, when he's got a preseason, you know, because this was kind of a, a trial by fire for him. And again, he missed a couple of games, and he's still got almost five sacks already. Next year, his impact, I'm telling you, this man is going to be the defensive player of the year for 2021. Over Aaron Donald, over everybody, Jalen Ramsey, doesn't matter. He is going to be the defensive player of the year for 2021. Take it to the bank, and you're hard to hear first. Let's see here. Anthony Barr versus Eric Wilson. Now, this has actually been something that I I actually brought up a while ago uh, to a guy by the a buddy by the name of mine uh, a buddy of mine by the name of Dan Revere, and I I said Dan, I believe Eric Wilson should start over Anthony Barr. I mean, he just looks like he makes better plays. He makes he gets more sacks. He he's better in coverage, and he told me you know Colton you know looks can be deceiving that kind of thing you know Anthony Barr you know lines the defensive players up yada 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 I get it I get it I get it. But there is no debating the fact that Eric Wilson has not only been balling out, but he has far and away made it not only imperative that the Vikings bring him back in the offseason, he has already, get this, keep this in mind, just in this one season, he has three interceptions. Just in one season. Anthony Barr, that's in his entire career. I don't think he's ever had more than one pick in a year. In his entire career, he has two interceptions. Now, I know interceptions aren't necessarily a, a way of measuring somebody and how especially their career or season is going because Anthony Barr has been okay at covering running backs out of the backfield and okay at covering tight ends. But Eric Wilson flies around the football field. He makes more impact plays. And I think he's just an overall better player. Now, if we were just going to look at PFF grades altogether and not even talking about stats, because, I mean, Anthony Barr has 15 career sacks, Eric Wilson, uh, and and spot duty has eight. So clearly, Anthony Barr has got him there. But if we were just going to talk about it from from a PFF uh, standpoint, Anthony Barr this year, uh, who played, uh, I believe he got injured right away. and He he was having not a very good start to the year. Only had a a PFF grade of about about 475 Last year he had a PFF grade of about 60.6. Not ideal. This year Eric Wilson has a PFF grade of about 55.7. Now, clearly numbers don't lie. Anthony Barr um, clearly has a better PFF grade. Uh, but point is this. Not only are PFF grades not, nothing, not, uh, not everything, but when you have a guy that has shown as an undrafted player that's going to be a fraction of the salary that Anthony Barr is. That has 90 tackles this year. I'm going to say that again that has 90 tackles. Anthony Barr, from my recollection, has never had over 75. No, he's never had over 75 to uh, 79 tackles, excuse me. Eric Wilson deserves an extension over Anthony Barr and Anthony Barr, unfortunately, I hate to say it, but Anthony Barr should walk. Anthony Barr should walk and the Vikings should never look back because Anthony Barr, especially uh, for how much he how much his cap hit is, uh, compared to what Eric Wilson is, it's not even to debate. Anthony Barr should be shown the door while Eric Wilson should be the new starting uh, outside linebacker for the Minnesota Vikings. If you're going to sit here and tell me, by the way, Troy Dye uh, f- for the Minnesota Vikings, the Vic- the, the linebacker slash safety slash everything player that they drafted out of the University of Oregon, if he can add some weight, maybe 15 to 20 pounds, he's going to be a scary player. I mean, you got a guy that already runs uh, runs like there's no tomorrow. His coverage skills are there. And yes, does at the point of attack, does he get washed? Sometimes, yes. But I'm telling you, if you get a guy like Troy Die, out there, and you get him running the way he should be, I really don't think that he should not be starting right away. He is uh, immensely more talented uh, than everybody I've ever seen. Like, he's not only... Uh, I'm, sorry, I'm just trying to pull up his PFF grade here. He is, right now, uh, he is 6'4, 230 pounds. Uh, he doesn't have a very good PFF grade. Actually, kind of has an awful PFF grade. I think a large part of that, honestly, is the fact that he gets washed in the run game. Uh, he is only 230 pounds trying to play uh, outside and sometimes middle linebacker. Uh, but his coverage skills are there. Um, doesn't have a pick, but he is absolutely, in, every, uh, in my opinion, I think he is um, going to be something special for this Vikings team. Uh, you know, his 40 time. Uh, I'm actually not too convinced that he's not faster, or not slower than a four-four. I think he's uh, right on that, uh, right on that uh, the cusp there. But I, I think, especially if you can imagine, uh, the Vikings—he uh, ran a four-four-eight. He ran a four-four-eight. This man, I, 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 he's an athlete. That's all you need to know about this guy. If he can, if you can combine Eric Kendricks with a guy like Troy Dye with fifteen to twenty more pounds on him, who can be better at the point of attack, and Eric Wilson. I might be biased, but I believe that's probably the best wide uh, linebacking core in the entire NFL. I mean, I think Troy Dye has shown a lot, especially in his time in Minnesota. Um, has it been rough? Certainly, yes. But I, if you want to talk about no preseason again, COVID thing, there were a lot of monkey wrenches into things now. But I think if you combine those three, if you combine Eric Kendricks, once again, Eric uh Eric Wilson and Troy Dye, this Minnesota Vikings team, uh excuse, linebacker and team could be very dangerous, especially when they get you know they get Anthony Barr or not Anthony Barr. Um they get uh Daniel Hunter back next year. I think Michael Pierce will be back, uh, from you know from the uh, from opting out. I'm hoping I'm hoping uh that Anthony Harrison maybe will find his way back in the squad. I don't know. We'll have to see. I I I suspect I mean you guys like Kyle Rudolph and uh and Anthony Barr will probably be gone so they can maybe hopefully retain him. I don't know. That'll be interesting. But this defense, especially with the young up young and up and coming players, the corners are playing very well. This could be something special. So let me know what you guys think. Once again, for those of you that watch us on YouTube, uh, please leave a like as well. Leave a and uh, leave a like and a comment. It helps people find the show. Uh, if you guys want more of our content, uh, go to the Sports BP. Uh, uh, excuse me go to com. we've got all of our content there um once again make sure also to subscribe on youtube uh and excuse me itunes and youtube um itunes is we put it there right away so you guys can listen to it right away and get that done so um please have a great rest of your day go out watch a little bit of football spend some time with the family eat a pizza pizza is great it's good for you too especially uh maybe not but point is go out have a good time appreciate you guys for coming along and uh you know what take it easy